girls versus ghouls. Good evening and welcome. This is Girls vs. Ghouls. Tonight, we are talking about Alcatraz, the infamous former island prison, now an historic national landmark. Alcatraz is most famous for its time between 1934 and 1966 as a maximum security prison which housed some of the most dangerous criminals of its time. A traumatizing experience for many inmates, it is believed by some that the tormented spirits of some of the former inmates have left behind an indelible mark on the cold island fortress resulting in some of the most interesting paranormal investigations in California. So strap in, grab a cold one, and let's hop on for some history, frightening stories from Alcatraz. Madeline and I have both seen this prison from the shores in San Francisco, actually. Do you remember that, Madeline? Yeah. Good times. There are also sea lions, but those were better. I don't know, I prefer to see lions. Sea lions were better. Yeah, yeah we only got <laughs> we, only, we only got to see the sea lions up close actually because we couldn't get a ferry to Alcatraz because turns out you have to book it like three months in advance to go there. Mm-hmm. Little did we know we could not just show up on the day of and hop aboard. So here we are. We can only talk about people having who have seen not gone inside. <laughs> Yeah, we're 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 part of an elite group of people who haven't been to Alcatraz. Actually, not so elite. Most the vast people. majority of humans who have not gone. Yeah. We're with you. Yeah, we're all here together to talk about something we've never been to. <laughs> here we go. So to start, we're going to go over some of the history of, you know, per usual on the podcast of this particular location. So Madeline has been doing all this research of a place which she's had personally a long time interest in. She's always wanted to go. So this is the closest she's gotten since San Francisco to Alcatraz. Have I always wanted to go? You seem so excited about it. I mean, always like wanted to go. I don't know about that. You would that. always talk about it, Madeline. You're trying to downplay it. But I'm not, though. Like I, it, it, doesn't, excited? it doesn't hold that much of an importance to me. <laughs> oh, I, I think there there's some credence to that because you were having trouble at one point when you visited remembering what it was called do you remember what you said instead of alcatraz one time well no see the thing about that is because i was watching a lot of world war ii documentaries at the time right before we went and visited you and that's why she accidentally called it auschwitz Mm -hmm. but i know you wanted to go we were all kind of bummed that we couldn't go over there would i go if i i don't know if i would want to pay to go though how much is it these days oh i don't know what the fares would be at this point i'm gonna look that up how much look at x amount of time in advance yeah, you have to book in advance. It fills up pretty quick, so there's high demand. Let's see, how much to go to Alcatraz? Okay, this is looking like it's not that bad. An Alcatraz day ticket is $41. How, according what, what's like how soon in, in advance can we book it before we go? I think they're having like limited tours right now, so it might be even like longer. But at the same time, people, I'm not sure if people are traveling still, so it might be shorter. Who knows? Oh, this is actually okay. So this is actually suggesting that I could go as soon as the 15th. 
there's like a, a spot of this month yeah that's in two days should i book it should i go <laughs> <laughs> this might be my Settle only down. chance Settle down there. Road trip? I was like, I think I gotta get in my no. car. <laughs> I gotta go yeah. right now. No, for real. It's actually not that bad. So that's for the day trip. There's an Alcatraz night tour. How much is it? It's only forty eight twenty six. I'd rather do that one. If I was to pay for it, I'd definitely rather do the night tour. Forty eight dollars and twenty six cents. Yeah, forty eight dollars and twenty six. What the cents. fuck? That's really specific, and that's weird. I know. And then there's a more expensive tour. It's called Alcatraz Behind the Scenes. I guess you get to uh, go to... They'll arrest you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You actually get arrested and roughed up just as if you had actually gone to the island yourself. And they'll lock you up for the night and leave you there. There's also um, an Alcatraz Island and Angel Island combo ticket that's $78 um, where you get to go to multiple islands, but it's not Alcatraz specific, but... Yeah, you could go to Alcatraz at night on a on a tour for forty eight twenty six. That's not that bad. Do they still have buildings on Angel Island? Yeah, there is actually. I'm pretty sure. I I've like seen it. Not actually been there. Like, are they dilapidated or are they like are there new buildings there? Are they like doing new stuff. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure there's like a little like visitor center. Oh, it's always been a visitor center. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, yeah, so Angel Island, currently a state park. Yeah, they have the whole like visitor center, like museum. You, oh, you can uh there's like camping. Ooh. You can yeah, you can go camping there. You can't bring your dog though. There's a big oh. science uh, like on the website that says dogs are not allowed on the island. Can it's I bring like my cat? Center. I feel like not. I think I feel like I they, they need to be more specific if they don't want me to bring my cat. I know. My parrot. <laughs> my guinea pig likes to travel. <laughs> He's an explorer. He won't even touch the ground. It'll just stay on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Or in its ball or something. Yeah, Whatever you do with guinea pigs. Grab a gerbil. Put it in your pocket. I'm Go sure there's guinea pig leash. And camping also on the island. I didn't know that. There's all kinds of stuff happening on Angel Island. There's actually more. Yeah, there is more than I, I thought. There's there's nothing here that says it's haunted though. So I'm not interested. It's just a great tourist destination. Wait, your the website says it's not. Well, there's just nothing that says it is, but oh. there could be people who have had experiences there. At on Angel Island. Yeah, it's possible. I've, no, I've never heard of Angel ha Island being haunted. I'll look it no, up. No, neither have I. But how many people will go to Angel Island? Angel Island haunted history. Wait, what? Okay, never mind. Take that. It's spoopiest shit, guys. It's the spoopiest. Wait, Angel Island. Let's see. Haunted past. I've never heard of it being haunted before. So it's actually kind of interesting. Ghosts linger on California's Angel Island? What? Apparently people have seen apparitions there. Okay, so put Haunted. that info in your pocket. Yeah. Apparently Confirmed. Angel Island does have... Confirmed that there is... 
possibly stuff there? That's interesting. Confirmed, no maybe? Idea. Yeah, confirmed, perhaps. Kinda? Well, return to that sometime. Next week on Angel Island. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Talk about that another time. Well, well, this episode isn't about Angel Island, although that is interesting. We're here to talk about Alcatraz, so let's get back on that ferry and go to the other island. Okay, Alcatraz. Madeline, do you want to kick off the history? Okay, we just spent a lot of time talking about nonsense. That's usually <laughs> the case. Angel Island is not nonsense. Apparently it's haunted. I don't know. <laughs> this is Alcatraz, guys. Alcatraz. They're neighbors. Edit this shit out. <laughs> yeah, they're like sister islands, okay? Allison, have some goddamn respect. Sisters. Never. Respect level at all time low. You ready, Jewel? Allison? What horrific nonsense occurred on this island? Spanish explorer Juan Manuel, who, char who charted the San Francisco Bay in 1775, named the island... La Isla de los Alcatraces, which roughly translates to the island of the garnets or seabird or pelican. It was like along those lines. I got multiple. those are very different things. Yeah, they're all like, <laughs> you know, they're all birds that live by the water. And it's just like because that's just what it translates. It gave me three different options. So they drove by and he was like, there's birds here and redstone. Is it red? Is that what you said? Like redstone? No, no one said anything about garn garnets. This is a bird. Garnet, sorry. Garnet. They're seabirds. I was, thinking that I was thinking of the gemstone. It's a seabird. Gar I've never heard of a garnet bird. Garnet. Okay. God Little damn birds. it. They're like white birds. They just think of um. What do they look like? You know those like white crane birds that have like the long beaks oh they're kind of like that gannets? but little g-a-n-n-e-t yeah gannet oh i thought you said garnet they're gannets garnets oh, they look garnets they're like gannets. Like, you want me to start no, over they're like, they're like streamlined seagulls yeah a streamlined <laughs> they've streamlined advanced <laughs> someone simplified the seagull design and gave you a gannet I guess. <laughs> Seagulls are just fat. Fat gannets. No, they're just rough. Rough gannets. The island didn't get much use originally, being described as a barren, irregularly shaped rock. Entirely without resources. Composed mostly of sandstone and covered in a thin layer of guano. It's nasty. Nice. They didn't <laughs> want to go on that rock. There's birds. I wouldn't want to make the poo. Yeah, I wouldn't want to use it either. They're like, eh, never no. The stone was full of seams in all directions, which made it unfit to build on, at least at the time. Obviously, they eventually built on it. They figured it out. They're like, wait a second. <laughs> Bracers. There was also no proper beach with only two or three locations where you could land a small boat. The island measured about 22 acres in total across and was about 130 feet above sea level. It's not very large. Not very impressive island. In 1850, Alcatraz was designated as a military installation 
1853, fortifications were put around the island. They also called it The Rock. And I don't know where that came from. I don't know if it... It started when Dwayne Johnson visited this famous island. Oh, <laughs> no. The Rock! I, 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 one thing said that it was, um, like, the explorers just looked at it and was like, that's a rock. And so it was called The Rock. It's not a boulder. It's a rock. <laughs> I don't know. Or I, also, I thought that, it was like, the prisoners, like, called it that. But I don't know. It might go back all the way to yeah. uh, just the explorers rolling by. And, hey, look, there's a rock. Like, oh, rock. like there's yeah. shit all over it. Let's go. Skinny seagulls. <laughs> Let's leave. Those Moving. skinny seagulls. <laughs> <laughs> this place sucks. Can't, Can't build all those this. cracks. I can only take my small boat here. And then the U.S. military rolled up in 1850. They're like, "We'll build here. We don't care about those cracks. We'll build here. We'll figure it out." The kind of can-do attitude mm -hmm. that Rock required. It just needed a little TLC. Yeah, she has someone to believe in it. Uh, due to the choppy conditions in San Francisco Bay, it was decided that a lighthouse was needed in the area. And construction on the Alcatraz Lighthouse began around February of 1853. And on June 1st of 19... No. 1854, the lighthouse lamp was lit. This would be the first lighthouse on the West Coast. Which I'm kind of surprised that Alcatraz isn't really known for that as much. I guess because yeah, the that's... prison, like that seems important. First lighthouse. Yeah, I... definitely the prison is overshadowed. That that's an amazing fact. That was the first lighthouse on the west coast of the continental U.S. That is pretty incredible. High distinction. The original lighthouse stood 50 feet tall, but was damaged by the Great Earthquake. Of April of eighteen nine April eighteenth nineteen oh six, so that one's gone. The original one, gone. The new lighthouse stands at eight eighty five feet tall, and it's near the location of the old lighthouse, but it's a little bit adjacent to it. The old lighthouse wasn't fully demolished until nineteen twelve. In nineteen oh seven, Alcatraz was designated as a military. U.S. military prison, and the island was used as a military installation and prison for just over 80 years, from 1850 to 1933. In 1934, it was transferred to the U.S. Department of Justice, where they would wanted to turn it into a federal prison. But people in San Francisco, apparently, weren't too happy about it. The Chronicle wrote that it was going to be turned into a summer resort for bad men and the Devil's Island, and that it was so that it was too close to the city, and that the professional gangsters would have outside help would that would aid in their escapes. Okay, can we go back to summer resort for bad men? Yeah, it sounds like a, a TV show, thing. like Big Brother, like Bad Girls Club. Yeah. Summer resort for bad men. The article also stated that over the years that it was a military prison, at least 17 prisoners had managed to escape by swimming or taking a boat, while another 
six escaped by using one ruse or another. Now, I don't know where he got this That's information. Made. You know, one ruse or another. Yeah, just a ruse. They're doing ruses on this, on this island. Cause this is really big. I could I could describe my life that way. Like, oh, I just do one ruse or another. I get along by one ruse or another, you know? Yeah. How do I get here? One ruse or another. No, it's just a ruse. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, they call it they, they call it a Maddie ruse. Whoa. Mm -hmm. eh? Whoa. <laughs> Dude, you don't want none of that Maddie ruse. You don't ruse. want Maddie ruse. The director <laughs> of the bris prison. The Bureau of Prisons. The prison. The prison. Yes. <laughs> Stanford the Bates. Bureau of prisons or prison. <laughs> prison for short. In case you don't want to say bureau of prisons all the time. He stated that the prison would need lots of repairs and improvements in order to be a maximum security prison. And a major change that would need to be done was replacing all the open hearth seal windows with tool-proof windows. They'll never get the right tools to break these bars. <laughs> the the, the catch-22 is that we cannot repair it because it is tool-proof. It's tool-proof! <laughs> <laughs> we fooled ourselves! You just have to put it up and then leave it alone because you ain't fixing that. Better hope it don't break. It's tool-proof. There you go. I don't know what toolproof is, but mm. clearly you could. I assume. I think it just has to do with sawing. That's my assumption. So it's specific toolproof. But if you get a hammer, now there you go. No, I don't know. But is it impervious to that tool? This is my question. But which tool? Hammer. Um, I don't know. Maybe if I bang it hard enough, it'll break. On the inside of the prison, double-plated doors were installed, as well as more toolproof grates around the windows. They replaced all the old cell blocks with modern ones, and installed tear gas guns in the ceilings of the mess hall, the kitchen, and the assembly hall. I forgot, their sprinkler system was essentially tear gas. Yeah. Yeah, they don't make... What happens if you put tear gas on a fire? I don't know. Would it make it worse, or, I mean, is it flammable? I don't know what the hell tear gas is made of, I'm being totally honest. We might need to try this. Moving okay, so on. It's also Cause to keep the prisoners in check, tear gas guns in the ceilings. Maximum That's security. A, oh, I guess, yeah. What else do you expect? It's to the max! We got laser. We got sharks with freaking lasers attached to their heads. <laughs> Could have used that for those fourteen prisoners that swam to shore. They had those freaking sharks with freaking laser beams, and they wouldn't have. That's what's to shore. outside. They just don't tell them. They never get to shore. If you make it past the 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 maze sprinkler system and the toolproof doors, your next obstacle: sharks, sharks. with laser beams get past that and then you earn your freedom on august 11th 1934 the first 14 prisoners were transferred to the island which followed by another 53 later on that month which included the most infamous prisoner al capone at this time 
52 families lived on the island, and this consisted of 126 women and children. Which is surprising. You always, you, th I, you know, I thought that they lived, that the families of the guards lived on, you know, the shore, mainland. But they're just right yeah. there. But they're not allowed I to have pets. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, no pets. But they're there. Poor children, man, growing up without pets. But prisoners, I guess those are their pets. Throw some stakes at them or something. Yeah, so basically what you're saying is that you can bring your whole a whole family, mm -hmm. but you can't bring a dog. No, no dogs or cats. I mean, it just says no pets. So like, a, not even like a goldfish, probably. I don't know. It's, like, it's a pet. Can't bring yeah, it. Yeah, like per, totally, per our uh, Points or Lighthouse episode, I understand the great interest in if you have someone working on an island for a long period of time, giving them an opportunity to have their family with them. Mm -hmm. But... This is an island prison. I don't think I'd want to bring my family to an island prison. Yeah. Uh, I guess, I mean... Personal choice. Super safe. They're like, look how safe the prison is. The, the children run around on it. Yeah, I guess that's testament to how how well they felt about their own abilities. Or maybe it was an uh, opportunity to provide extra motivation for the guards to do a really good job. Because if they don't, their family on the line. Mm -hmm. like I doubt. I doubt that was the motivation. I was just—it's just kind of a surprising tidbit of information. If you let them escape, they might kill your wife. Don't let it now happen. It sounds, okay, now it sounds like blackmail or a hostage situation. Would you put it that way? It'd be a big oof on your account, <laughs> wouldn't it? It'd be a big shame if something were to happen to your wife and kids. Mm. It'd be your fault, though. You fucked up. You couldn't blame anyone but yourself. Damn prison warden. His family's, uh, you know, back on the mainland. Yeah, in I San know. Francisco. He, dri he drives a hard bargain. Mm -hmm. Each prisoner was given a copy of the rules and regulations upon arrival. Then they were given a prison number and assigned a cell. Each cell was eight by four feet with a steel cot that folded against the wall two seat-like steel shelves, a narrow shelf to hold with hooks on it for clothes, a toilet, and a small sink. Um, over the 29 years that the federal prison operated, 36 men, which included two that tried to escape twice, were involved in 14 separate escape attempts. 23 were caught, 6 were shot, and killed during their escapes and two drowned. Let's talk about a couple of those. On April 27th, 1936, while working his job burning trash at the incinerator, Joe Bowers began climbing up and over the chain link fence at the island's edge. After refusing orders to climb back down, Bowers was shot by a correctional officer stationed in the West Road Guard Tower. Then fell about 50 to 100 feet to the shore below. He died from Whoa. his injuries. That's quite a fall. Yeah, 50 to 100 feet. Yeah, that's pretty far. What was he thinking? Was he, just... he was out, is what he was thinking. I guess. Oh, Mr. Bauer, you fool. Thought you could climb that's the fence. That's what the after he shot him. <laughs> yeah. Um, on May 23rd, 1938, while working... 
in the wood woodworking shop in the model industries building thomas limerick jimmy lucas and rufus franklin attacked an unarmed correctional officer with a hammer he died from his injuries so they murdered the guard did? they they beat the guard to death with a hammer and the three men then climbed to the roof in an attempt to disarm the correctional officer in the roof tower. The officer, named Harold Stites, Stites, shot Limerick and Franklin. Limerick died from his injuries. Lucas and Franklin received life sentences for the murder of Klein, which was the other officer who they beat with a hammer. Oh my gosh. So yeah. It's pretty intense. Yeah. Let's talk about another one. January 13th, 1939. <laughs> Arthur Doc Barker, Dale Stamphill, and William Martin. Oh my god, there's more. Henry Young and Rufus McCain, the squad, escaped from the isolation unit in the cell house by sawing through the flat iron cell bars and bending the toolproof bars. <gasps> they can be I was about to say the one bar that they didn't use a tool. They bar. bent it with, with sheer will. It, it wasn't strong man proof. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they didn't account for that. They didn't account for these superhumans who are bending freaking bars. That's an, what? I don't know. Okay. They bent what? the they bent the bars on a window. Then they made their way down to the water's edge. Correctional officers found the men at the shoreline on the west side of the island. Martin, Young, and McCain surrendered, while Barker and Stamphill were shot when they refused to surrender. Barker died from his injuries. Seems excessive. They told him to not, they told they they gave him a chance though. They were like, "Hey, surrender." Two guys surrender, and the other two were like, "Fuck you, man! I'm not surrendering." And then they got shot. Did you say like how he got like where he got shot and why he like? No, it just how, says like, that Barker died from his injuries. Stamphill lived. Uh -huh. He didn't get shot fatally. On September fifth, nineteen forty-one, while on garbage detail, John Bayless attempted to escape. He gave up shortly after entering the cold water of San Francisco Bay. Later, while ap appearing in federal court in San Francisco, Bayless tried again unsuccessfully to escape the courtroom. So he got in the water, was like, fuck this, it's cold as shit out here. <laughs> got, took in, got taken back and he was going to be sentenced again for attempting to escape, where then he attempted to escape again. Guys, determined. <laughs> Not determined enough yeah. to swim in the cold water, though. I think that's so funny. Like he was, he was, he did his whole plan. He escaped. He was in the water, and then he was like, "Oh my god, it's cold." He's like, he turned around. I'm out. <laughs> Burr. Back to prison. <laughs> this ain't worth it. Let's just try to escape at the courthouse. April fourteenth. That's actually really funny. Nineteen forty-three. James Borman. Harold Brest, Floyd Hamilton, and Fred Hunter took two officers hostage while at work in the industries area. The four climbed out of a window and made their way down to the water's edge, 
One of the hostages were able to alert the other officers to, to the escape and shot and fired at Bowman, Brest, Brest, and Hamilton. We're going to call him Brest. Who were swimming. We're call him, we're I think that's call his Brest? name. It's B-R-E-S-T. Brest. Titties. Yeah, this yeah. Is, he's titties. Okay, thank you. Confirmed. On, on op opais. <laughs> titties in Japanese. Okay, yeah. Foreman, Brest, and Hamilton. They were swimming away from the island. They got shot. Hunter and Brest were both apprehended. Foreman was hit by the gunfire and sank below the water before officers were able to reach him. His body was never recovered. Hamilton was initially presumed drowned. However, after hiding out for two days in a small shoreline cave, Hamilton made his way back up to the industries area where he was discovered by correctional officers. So we just hid in a little cave by the shore for two days on Alcatraz until he was like, I'm hungry or something and gave up. Same. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. I mean, my stomach drives me full force. So I, I, I believe it. I'm up to eating right now. Yeah. <laughs> so there's some of the some escapes. Now we're going to talk about the escape. Did it happen? Did it not? We don't know. The escape of Alan West, John and Clara's Anglin, and Frank Morris. The four inmates knew each other from previous incarnations in Florida. Incarnations? <laughs> no. Incarcerations in Florida and Georgia. They're like, our past selves knew each other. Versus <laughs> sometimes friendships transcends lifetimes. That's the most beautiful thing you've ever said, Maddie. It's from Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> oh. <laughs> when they, okay. So they're friends from past incarcerations. They were assigned adjacent cells in December of 1961. I don't know if, you know. They put in a request for that, or that just happens to answer. Like, oh yeah, we're all homies and we're all next to each other. Begin scheming. Like, begin the shenanigans. They began formulating an escape plan under the leadership of Morris. And over the subsequent six months, they widened the ventilation ducts beneath their sinks using discarded saw blades found on the prison grounds. Metal spoons from the mess hall and an electric drill improvised from the motor of a vacuum cleaner. The men concealed their work with painted cardboard and the noise with Morris's... I feel like that's accordion? a hold on. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, Morris's accordion. Okay, I was like, is that a missile? The men concealed their work with painted cardboard and the noise with Morris's accordion on top of the ambient din of music hour. Once the holes were wide enough to pass through, the men accessed the unguarded utility corridor directly behind their cell's tier and climbed to the vacant top level of the cell block, where they set up a... Clandestine. They, clandestine? Ah. Where they set up a clandestine workshop. Here, using... Over 50 raincoats, 
among other stolen and donated materials, they constructed life preservers based on a design one of them found in Popular Mechanics, which is a magazine. Is found a design for life preservers in in a magazine. You'd think they would have noticed that fifty raincoats were going. They're in like the something's up, guys. So everyone's no missing yeah. their raincoats. Everyone's so chilly and wet. <laughs> they also assembled a six by fourteen foot rubber raft that the seams were carefully stitched by hand and sealed with sealed with heat from nearby steam pipes they inflated the rafts with a concertina stolen from another inmate and modified to serve as a bellow wait they used the steam from exhaust pipes to like weld their thing from like just uh, heating from just heat from pipes some um, they could be from like I'm not exactly sure what the pipes were for, but the heat's coming from pipes. Seal. You know, my favorite was... part's when they use the musical instrument to inflate it. Yeah, they're like... <laughs> no, that's that's pretty... That's crazy. Just I already... Going. Like, I would have failed miserably at this mission. No, I don't know I don't where they I came up with all this. Yeah, like, I don't they, know. I guess when you just have nothing to do most of the no, time. I had nothing to do all of COVID. And, and you didn't. Well, I guess you shit. also didn't need to escape somewhere, so oh, you, you oh, had no motivation. But I'm just impressed by this whole operation. It's absolutely incredible. Paddles were improvised from scrap wood and screws. So there you go. The equipment. Finally, they climbed a ventilation shaft to the roof, and removed the rivets holding the large fan in place. The men concealed their absence while working outside of their cells and after the escape itself by sculpting, sculpting dummy heads from a homemade paper mache like mixture of soap, toothpaste, concrete powder, and toilet paper. And then gave them a realistic appearance with paint from the maintenance shop and hair from the barber shop. And I would then, love to see an image of what these dummies look like. You can. Like, just, like, really... look it up. Look up, like, really? Alcatraz Escape Dummies, and they have, like, the heads and stuff. Oh, my God. I'm looking it up right now. And then they did the classic tuck your tuck your sheets and stuff, and, or towels under your sheets to make it look like you're sleeping. Oh, my God. These dummies are incredible. Mm -hmm. one, of them, one of those guys are, like, an artist or something. You know, they're painting cardboard to make it look what? like pipes behind the wall. Or and then they're painting paper mache so like humans. Add it in the Discord. I want to see an artist. Okay, I'm gonna send a bunch of images in the Discord, guys. This is absolutely amazing. They're an artist. You're an artist. Ew, <laughs> creepy. I think this is cool. I'm sending you more images off. Ew. <laughs> Why is the head so big? Look at the comparison with on like the freaking. Okay, well, that it looks like them. A fucking artiste, dude. That's kind of crazy. The craftsmanship. Okay. Did, did it fool people? Um, I guess I don't I mean I don't know. Uh, supposedly they they didn't notice till like the next day or something. Well, the next morning how during like the morning you know count. How often they do round? 
They did them at like 6 a.m. They did them like 13 times a day. Oh, I that's believe. right, the 13 times. Yeah. yeah. So they. So yeah, they did do it. I don't think they noticed till the following morning. Like they left at night. Okay, we'll talk about it. Let's talk about it right now. On the night of June 11th, 1962, with all preparations in place, the men initiated their plan. West discovered that the cement he had used to reinforce crumbling concrete around his vent had hardened, narrowing the opening and fixing the grate in place. By the time he managed to remove the grill and re-widen the opening, the others had already left. He returned to his cell and went back to sleep. That's Alan West's story of the situation. Depressing. <laughs> yeah. Alan West. Alan West. Got left he, didn't get, he didn't get to leave. Did that save his life? Or did he remain in prison because of it? We don't know. He could have escaped and had a good time with his buddies or have drowned. We don't know. Although most men Adam West! Uh -huh. <laughs> Sorry, one last time. As far as we know, they escaped. Because they did find the raft, but they didn't find the guys. They didn't find any bodies. The only reason that they, I guess, that they say that they drowned was because they found, like, photographs in the water and their reasoning and conclusion was that if a person they wouldn't have left their photographs but i don't know if i was drowning you might say fuck those photographs so i don't know that's yeah. their reasoning <laughs> they, as to why they and i hate these puppies <laughs> as to why they you know didn't make it right that's the prison's reasoning no one's ever escaped still right that's what they say but you know as we as if anyone knows Mythbusters, they did say it was plausible that they could have done it. So we don't know. So. Yeah, the reasoning they wouldn't have left photographs seems so like flimsy to me. It's like you're doing this mad dash. If I was drowning, that's the first thing I would lose is the thing in my hands. <laughs> okay. Right, or like something like slips out of your pocket. It's like, oh, well, I guess I have to stay in this freezing water for a little longer. Let me collect my, my things. Like a rational person probably wouldn't do that. So yeah, a rational person wouldn't be in jail. Okay, Elsa, that's not necessarily <laughs> true. Kidding, sorry, <laughs> I'm Deku. What? I never commit crimes. <laughs> Ignore her. <laughs> um. So, but it is okay. So, although most men were caught in or presumed drowned before reaching the shore in 1962. Prisoner John Paul Scott escaped and made it to shore. However, upon reaching the shore, he was so wary and tired that he was found Same. unconscious by police and in hyperthermic shock. So, he swam. If I get in a kid's pool, I'll go <laughs> do hyperthermic shock. Hyperthermic okay? shock? So I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how they'd be doing this. Um. Yes, it's about a mile and a half to get from Alcatraz to shore. What the hell? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I could swim that. People do. There is like a swim that people do. So people do regularly swim what? it. But it's also these are athletic people who swim regularly. 
I would say. Rate of athletes. Not not for like uh like out someone like me or Allison or Jewel who just do a couple laps at a swimming pool in the summertime. We don't swim enough. Which I will be doing tomorrow. Cause it's hot here. We're going to the beach. Alcatraz Penitentiary closed on March twenty first of nineteen sixty three. After twenty nine years of operation as a federal prison. The main reason for closing was that the cost of operate, operating the prison was too high. It was a good run, I guess. A lot of a uh, lot of attempted escapes. A lot of people dying. Yeah, good run. <laughs> Beginning on November twentieth, nineteen sixty-nine, a group of Native Americans called the United Indians of All Tribes. Mostly college students from San Francisco, apparently. Okay. Occupied the island to protect... Oh, sorry. To protest federal policies related to American Indians. Some of them were children of Native Americans who were relocated in the city as part of the Bureau of Indian Affairs. Uh, the Indian Termination Policy. Which was a series of laws and policies aimed to assimilate Native Americans into mainstream U.S. society. The occupiers who stayed on the island for nearly two years de demanded the island's facilities be adapted and new structures built for an Indian education center, ecology center, and cultural center. Well, so they were like, we want a cultural center. And then obviously this ended up being like, screw you. We're doing ghost tours. Yeah, they no, no, no cultural <laughs> center was ever built. During the occupation, President Nixon rescinded the Indian termination policies designated by earlier administrations. He established a new policy of self-determination in part of a... Res Result of the publicity and awareness created by the occupation. The occupation ended on June 11th. And those are all my notes. Allison, tell me something scary. Something spoopy. You want some spookiness? Yes. Often described as a portal to another dimension, Alcatraz is filled with the energy of those who have called... Oh, wait... Who came to the rock and seamlessly never left. Joel, I, all I can think of is that meme now. Which one? The one where it's like, I fucking couldn't read. I want that meme so bad. I need yeah. you to find it. I Did you like read. it? I need... yeah, yeah, essentially the meme was like uh, when I'm talking to my friends and then they were, they were doing the Eminem Rap God song. Like talking super fast and um, enunciated. And then it was like, but me when I'm reading, and then it was a recording of like a child trying to read a paper, and they're like, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, happened, and then, and yeah, and then, and then the person's face was getting all warped and like fucking ugly as shit. Yeah, it was funny. Okay, I'll start over. You got this. Often described as a portal to another dimension, Alcatraz is filled with the energy of those who came to the rock and seamlessly never left. From its visitors, tales and legends of the island have circulated from several centuries. In the beginning, the Native Americans believed the island to be inhabited by evil spirits. 
As served punishment for violation of tribal law, Native Americans would sometimes isolate for a period of time on the island or even banish for life to live among the evil spirits. Okay, creepy. Wait, okay, so... Oh, thank you. So either you're isolated for a short period of time or you're banished for life? Or you fucking live there. Yeah. You fucking live there now. What do you do after they come back? They come back for you or they don't. Depending on how bad it was. What, what if, yeah. Okay, so like, what if you have to put a guy on the same on the island at the same time as someone who's like banished for life, and then some guy needs to go okay. back and pick him up, but the other guy's still okay, banished. Okay, so basically, maybe it's like the the one um scary movie, the what was it, the ruins where like the plants were getting inside people's skin, and like I remember every time they try to get off the ruin, they would just like kill him. So they banish him, and then the guy's like, "Oh, cool, they're back. Let me get on this boat." They like kill. Okay, so I like to think that how it happened was if someone was banished for life and they just came to buy to pick up someone who was only, you know, banished temporarily, one guy would go get him and there was another guy with a really, really long stick that would keep the you other guy back. Him. You know, just poke him back, keep him away from the boat, and they leave. Long stick. What did you have to do well, to be banished to the island? No, we don't know. You can steal a cupcake for all I care. You're going to the island. That's all it takes. <laughs> Wow, I didn't realize Allison was so punitive. I know, she's Banished. like, still a cupcake. Not my cupcake. Don't lay a finger on my butterfinger. Jail. <laughs> um, today, these spirits that continue to lurk in the shadows are often fog-infested island have been heard, seen, and felt by both the staff and many visitors of Alcatraz. The sounds of men's voices, screams, whispers, Changing metal doors and terrifying screams are said to be heard within these horrific walls, especially near the dungeon. Let's begin with cell 14D. Cell 14D is one of the cells that prisoners were sent to as punishment. Visitors often report feeling raw coldness enveloping in the room like more than one spirit is still present there. What in the is 1940s, it, raw what? coldness. This is fucking bone chilling, dude. That's what all I can think raw? of. That's just raw. As fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That. That's the raw. If cold. I was ever scared, yeah. If I was ever scared, you know, random words might escape my mouth too. If the cold was What's raw. Raw cold. This is raw show. Raw. Hide. I don't know that. Raw. Oh yeah. <laughs> raw. Hide. What's that from? Blues Brothers. Oh, that's right. Damn, you just saw that movie too. We enjoyed, were just talking about watching it. Damn. Okay, where was I? Uh, Rawhide. In the 1940s, a man accidentally, or sorry, not accidentally, <laughs> accidentally Whoops. died. No. <laughs> Oopsies. Whoopsie. Fell in knife. Okay, wait, sorry. In the 1940s, a man actually died in cell 14D. The guards found him strangled on the floor of his room rumor has it the night before of his death he kept screaming that a creature with glowing eyes was trying to kill him and we'll go back over that story in a little bit but that's just one of them not accidentally in addition to that a psychic reporting a reporter encountered a malevolent spirit named butcher here which we will also go over while the island served as a federal penitentiary a number of guards reported ex Extraordinary experiences, including hearing the sound of sobbing and moaning, terrible smells, and reported of what they called the thing, 
an entity that was said to appear with glowing eyes. Other reports were made of phantom prisoners and soldiers appearing before the guards and families who lived on the island. Reportedly, even Warden Johnson, who did not believe in ghosts, often encountered the unmistakable sounds of a woman sobbing while leading a number of guests on a tour of the prison. These cries heard by not only the warden but all the guests were described as coming inside the walls of the dungeon. Just as sobbing stopped, an icy cold wind blew through the entire group. F*** that shit. Why would a woman be crying? I don't know. This is what they heard. One woman died, but I don't know if it was in the dungeon. Maybe it's a really ancient woman ghost. Maybe she she got left on the island for stealing. Or maybe it's like a young boy or like a young man. It just sounds, he's just like, he's seriously crying. Just sounds like a woman at this point. That's true. It could just be like a child or high pitched. Why is there a child? You don't know. Melon, why is there ghosts? Okay, that's the first question you should be asking yourself. Why is this a thing? Why? No, the why, question Madeline? is why is there a why? child ghost in this location? It Ooh, or maybe matter. it's like a de- maybe. Remember, remember how demons will sometimes like disguise themselves. As Ew! Kind of stop. Okay, Jill, stop, 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 stop. The woman it could be disguised. Stop! I got chills. Okay, I'm gonna let me continue. God, You're trying to scare me over here. The great suit man. The suit. Hell or of a soup? title. Yeah, he's well, like a suit. Why would he be a, the gray soup? He's got soup. I would never. I... <laughs> Bro's got some soup. The great suit. Wait. The gray suit. The <laughs> man. The famous superhero. The great suit. Gray suit man. Since the 1940s, apparitions have been seen at the site of the now burned down shell of the warden's house. During a Christmas party at Warden Johnson's, Several guards told the story of a ghostly man who suddenly appeared before them wearing a gray suit, brimmed cap, and sporting mutton chop sideburns. As they startled the guards and started down at the apparition, the room suddenly turned very cold and the fire in the Ben Franklin stove was extinguished. Less than a minute later, the ghost vanished. I honestly don't know. Did you? Go- we should Google I'm that. I'm looking up no right idea. now. Ben Franklin. There's a store location. Oh my George oh. Foreman grew. Oh, the- they're pretty. They're just like an that? old stove. I don't. I don't think they make them still. Oh, cool. Original gas and cast iron. Cast iron. Damn, that's gonna be heavy. They're probably super heavy. This one's called the Random Lighthouse. Often it's been reported on a foggy night that the old lighthouse will suddenly appear, accompanied by an eerie whistling noise and a flashing green light which makes its way slowly around the island, appearing to both guards and visitors alike. The spectacle vanishes just as suddenly as it appears. That one's weird. I do like the idea of ghost building. Yeah. I don't. Well, don't you guys tell me about, like, the stairs of hiking, mm-hmm. the ghost stairs. Ghost stairs. And now ghost we're going lighthouse. back to the guards and their like, what is it? What's it? What's the word I'm looking for? Experiences. Experiences. When the prison was still open, other guards told of hearing phantom cannon and gunfire, accompanied by screaming that were so real they sent 
The seasonal guards to the grounds believing that the prisoners had somehow escaped and obtained weapons. After talk or after taking over, the guards would then cautiously look about to see absolutely nothing. These incidences could never be explained. Another often reported experience of the guards was a smell of smoke that often came from a deserted laundry room as if something was on fire. Then when they went down to investigate the black smoke was so thick it drove the guards from the room. However, just minutes later, the room was completely smoke-free. Black wow. smoke. Hmm. Yes, I hate that. You this hate one's everything. called D Block. I hate everything. Yeah, I I will not everything even begin about to. This you hate. <laughs> Anything spooky. D Block. The notorious D Block of the prison is said to have been a uh, continue and continues to be the most haunted block in all of the prison. While first built at the same as the other cell blocks, the Bureau of Prison appropriated additional money for Morris Sector D Block after the 1939 escape, at, escape attempt in which author Doc Barker was killed. D Block, which became known as the Treatment Unit, comprised of 42 cells with varying degrees of restrictions for all prisoners incarcerated in D block there was absolutely no contact with the general population 36 of the cells were visually like the others in the general population however inmates were not allowed to work nor go to the mess hall for meals they were allowed only one visitor at the recreational yard and two showers each week and all meals were served in the cell there only division was reading of prison approved material these cells all face the golden gate bridge watch beautiful view nice the best part of it from which the fierce cold winds often blew except for that part i don't want to be cold <laughs> one guard who worked d block was known to turn on the air conditioning to make it even colder for those confined on the block this one's called the hole Five of the remaining six cells in D-Block were known as the strip cells, but were more often re referred to as the hole. Reverse of the most serious, or reserve, sorry. Sounds like a party. Reserved for the most, <laughs> reserved for the most serious offending of the prison rules. These cells were located at the bottom tier, the coldest place in the prison, and contained only a sink, a toilet, and a low wattage, or wattage light bulb that could be turned off by the guards. The prisoners were had mattresses taken away during the day and they were not allowed at any time in the yard or shown or given any reading materials. That sucks. They ain't nothing to do. Inmates could be sentenced to as many as 19 days in the hole, completely isolated in a state of constant boredom. The worst part. The boredom. This one's called... I labeled this one hella creepy. Real quick, I have a question. So, if you had to choose, would you no. rather be cold but with like an, a phone to scroll through, or would you rather be toasty but bored? I want f a phone. I like to be toasty. Don't like, can I have Ooh, a book? Like, do I have to have a phone? You said, phone. Oh, you're bored, Melon. 
I said phone just because you could do a lot with it, but like some kind of entertainment, something to get your mind off. Monotony. So no book. You're just toasty in there, Madeline. I'll just think. You're toasty looking at the wall. You said you're just going to think in there. Just don't think about stuff. Think about an escape. Why think am about I how warm she is. <laughs> why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> Can I? Oh Let's God, start with wood. All right. Hella creepy. A former guard who worked at the prison in the 1940s reported that guards often saw the ghostly presence of a man dressed in late 1800s prison attire walking the hallways next to the strip cells. On one occasion, when an inmate was locked in the hall, he immediately began to scream that someone with glowing eyes was in there with him. And the 19th century spectral prison had become so much of a practical joke among the guards that the convict's cries of being attacked were ignored. The inmate's screams continued well into the night when they were suddenly replaced with total silence. The following morning, when the guards inspected the cell, the convict was found dead with terrible, with a terrible expression on his face and notable handprints around his throat. The autopsy revealed that the strangulation was not self-inflicted. Just like Jeffrey Epstein. Yep. And this one's called Hella Creepy Part 2. Because I don't like this one. At the time. Many believe the inmates was uh, the inmate was strangled by a guard who had finally had enough of the inmate screaming. Throughout an investigation, we made no. Okay, well, let me start over. At the time, many believed that the inmate was strangled by a guard who had finally had enough of the inmate screaming. Though an investigation was made, no one ever admitted to the strangulation. Most believe that the prisoner was killed by the ruthless evil spirit of the 19th century prison who was often seen wandering the corridors adding to the mystery when the guards lined up the convicts for the daily count one too many convicts were in the lineup at the end of the row appeared the recently strangled convict as everyone guards and prisoners alike looked on in stunned silence the ghost figure vanished they're just like, oh, no. no, thank you. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't like that one. That, that's creepy. That's so creepy. And then <laughs> everyone just went back to their daily lives. I was about to say, like, they all went on with their day. I mean, what else do you do? Nothing. That's all you can do. Exactly. That's all you can do. Like, and it didn't happen. Today's visitors and staff often report cold spots within the walls and hallways of the d block as well as sudden intense feelings cells and 12 and 14 d are the most active cells 14 d is often reported to be almost 20 degrees cooler than the rest of the cells of the block and numerous psychics have felt emotionally charged impressions in the corner of the cells where pr punished prisoners were known to have crouched and suffered these cells are often eerie that it is said that the some park rangers refuse to go in there alone. When author Richard Weiner and Nancy Osborne, authors of the book Haunted Houses, made a trip to Alcatraz, they were often felt eerie feelings in cell 14D. When the pair 
along with the park ranger entered the cell, they all felt a strong vibration and tingling sensation in their hands and arms. Convinced that something or someone was there with them, Osborne started that she was never felt so much psychic energy in one spot. The laundry room in cell C. I don't know why it took me so long to say that. <laughs> C. 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 Jeez. <laughs> Let me start over. <laughs> the laundry room in cell block C is also said to hold an unseen presence. When CBC's news team brought a celebrity psychic, Sylvia Brown, along with an ex-convict, Leon Thompson, Sylvia immediately encountered an unseen presence, as well as a strong impression of violence in the laundry room. As she described a tall man with a bald head and a small beady eyes, Leon Thompson, the ex-convict, moved forward, stating, I remember Butcher. He was a hitman with Murder Incorporated before they caught him. His name was Abby Moldowitz, but we called him Butcher. Let us appreciate that on his resume, it says prior employment and murder incorporated. Yeah, that's that's wild. It's a distinguishable establishment. He's a distinguished gentleman. It's distinguished. Whoa, you interned at Murder, Inc.? Dang. In the old hospital ward, park personnel was often heard voices as well as the screams of inmates who were often secured on a table until they were they had calmed down voices are also heard in the old mess hall where al capone was imprisoned at alcatraz he was assigned to a cell located at the outside of cell block b and to this day you can still hear fan still hear phantom banjo screaming within the cell in 1992 alcatraz was featured on sightings where several of the park service staff confirmed the haunting stories of the prison among the stories told by the staff were unexplained crashing sounds running footsteps uneerie screams cell doors that mysteriously closed and opened on their own moans chains rattling and the constant feeling of being watched Sightings also enlisted the help of psychic investigator Peter James to get his impression as well as walk through the prison. James soon described hearing the voices of men who have been driven mad and experienced the abuse, fear, and pain. The tales of ghostly hauntings among Alcatraz Island has become so frequent that the legend has become as popular as the island itself. Seemingly, the paranormal prison is described to live up to its popular nickname, Helcatraz. We need to watch. Science. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a haunted ass place. Helcatraz, more like Helcatraz. <laughs> but no, yeah, we should watch Sightings. This is the second time I've heard the Sightings TV show come up. Mean to watch that uh, show. what's it on? I don't know. It's an old show, like in like the nineties or something. I, I don't I want to check it out too. But like they talked about it with the entity, the fucking Taft was in it. When you watch that episode, when you watch the episode on Alcatraz, at least the relevant. So it had four episodes. seasons. Yeah, it's from the early nineties. Damn, I was right. That's shocking. I've never heard of this before, like, just recently. If any listeners have watched an episode of Sightings, let us know. 
Is it good? Is it worth it? Can we work like, it? It looks like it started as being focused on UFOs, but it looks like they ended up branching out into ghosts. Can we throw it back and reverse it? I mean, you're seeing it's a song. Are you quoting a song? I think it's by Missy Elliott. You know what song I'm thinking of? Yeah. And then she starts talking backwards. Gotta throw it back, flip it, reverse it. I mean, the machine can do make it some You nailed it. The fuck did it. What the fuck? Oh, shit. You literally nailed it, Alan. <laughs> Do it again. I want to hear it. it Do it again. Twice. That was that was good. That but that was incredible. I love that. This is, this is a special once in a lifetime event, and I'm glad we got it on recording. Bravo, Melon. Bravo. I got to channel Missy Elliott. I can't even. I can't even mimic what you did. It's not hard, Allison. You just gotta use what your tongue. You? No, that's that's talent, Melon. Oh. You you are a rap god. Eminem would be proud. All right, so I think overall, Alcatraz is for sure haunted. I personally don't know if I would want to go there because it's so secluded. If something happens, I can't get off. I can't yeah, swim. I'll die. No, it's cold. Too the cold. The current might drag you out depending on what I'm time. Not gonna lie, playing is. tag in there might be really fun though. As random <laughs> as that sounds, can you imagine playing tag? <laughs> you can't playing get me. No, no, no. Hide and go see it in the dark. No, okay, I'm not playing. Okay, Joel's, Joel's going full psychotic at this point. But we no, all get night vision ca night vision cameras. That's all we can do. We can play flashlight tag. All I can think of is like the office when they're playing flashlight tag in the oh, office. Flashlight. You're like, remember Dwight, like um, Jim lost his phone or like left his phone at the office because um, Dwight was doing like, uh, what was that thing he did? Um, ah. Uh, it's like when you go around neighborhoods. Neighborhood Watch. He was part of Neighborhood Watch. And him and he was having like a meeting at the office with his Neighborhood Watch people. And they were like talking about things that they do. He's like, what do you do? Well, we play flashlight tag. He's like, oh, that's important. And they said like, can you show me how? And he's like, they started demonstrating in the dark. He's like, it's, it's real work, Jim. It's real work. This is a real investigation, guys. This is a real. I can't believe you guys think you're like the office. Fans and I don't even remember that prime episode. I've seen the show once. <gasps> That's it. Madeline. I've seen the whole show once. I think I've watched it at least six times all the way through. I think I skip. I'm not gonna lie, don't clock me, but I'm pretty sure I skip like two seasons every time though, because it's not boring, but as soon as Michael leaves, I'm just like over it. Not the same. It's not the same. I don't know why he actually let me Google. Why did he leave? I don't know. He was a big actor. Like he probably had other things he wanted to do. I don't know. But I think playing flash uh not flashlight, hide and go see in the dark with flashlights in Alcatraz would be too scary. Yeah. I don't wanna be and plus like you run into something it's probably rusty and you like tetanus. Gotta get a tetanus shot before you go do stuff like that. I'm kinda of more worried Step about the one. demons, but yeah, tetanus also sucks. Get all stiff. Don't want that. Well, next time we're in the Bay Area, we can fairly easily get a night tour of Alcatraz, and I am 100% down. We should definitely go. Yeah, I'm, I would do a night tour. That sounds like it would be fun. A day tour sounds like it wouldn't be intense enough. 
I want to be spooked. I want to walk around and be scared the whole time. That's what I want. Definitely I don't get that. Happen when it's like I'll be sad. Well, when I'm screaming every five seconds and spooking you. I'll be annoyed. That's all that will be. Oh, is that what will happen in my bed? Right, Allison, okay. stop. I'll just slap. You're ruining yeah. my spoops with your screams. <laughs> your screams are ruining it. I was about to have a nice spoop. Like the demon takes <laughs> Allison. I'm like, thank God. It's, she's quiet. Oh, my God, Madeline. <laughs> Oh my god, like that prison guard that made the prisoner quiet. Yeah, demon, he's like, like finally. Oh. He went to sleep. Wow. He's like, the oh my god, he's people. dead. And then kills them for it. Yeah. It's cruel. He's like, how dare you scream when you see me? He's offended. I kill you. He's like, I'm not going to look that bad. Yeah, I don't know how many. We don't know how many people died on the island, but, you know, six people being shot there from trying to escape alone. Yeah. I, I bet the guards it. didn't report the ghost's death. Right. And that's not even considering people who were on the island who died before it was being used as a lighthouse and a prison. The banished. That's what I'm thinking. The, the damned. Who died there. And the cursed. The forgotten. I think it's interesting how many psychics have gone there and apparently experienced some intense stuff. Psychics experience stuff everywhere they go, though, you know? Some of them. You think so? Some, no, I mean, honestly, psych, there are a lot of frauds. I don't know out there. Most people are scammers when it comes to that field. I recently heard, um, you know, the, the Elizabeth Smart case, and like, I think that was the case. Or. This, the one where the guy kidnapped the three women and he held them in his house for a while. And then one of them managed to escape. About. Yeah. So I guess one of the moms of one of the girls consulted a psychic and she, the psychic had like told him that she was like violently killed or something. And then, you know, it turns out she was alive. What? But like the same psychic was on like TV shows and stuff. And so it's like everything that that psychic's been on is, is like instantly incredible. Yeah, what these what those kind of psychics do too is that they always have a convenient alibi in that they'll be like, "Oh, I must have been connected." I picked up spirit. somebody else's energy. Um, Houdini, like went out and like he trolled psychics and would like have them read for him. And like there was this one lady. She started talking about how, like, his mom was talking to her and started saying all this stuff, wrote down, like, what his mom was saying. But he, and in the end, his mom never spoke any or knew English, but it was, you know. That his... also happens in fucking Mom Psycho, dude. Did they get it from <laughs> Houdini? Can you remind me what, what that one was? Like, he was sitting down with the guy and he was, like, pretending to channel his dad and the guy wanted like his dad's like safe number because he wanted like the stuff and he started talking he's like oh my my son i missed you so much he's like father when did you learn english and he's like yeah oh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't think houdini so he didn't like tell the lady and tell her that like he i think he just like laughed with his wife later like they're like <laughs> and like he wrote a book like talking about fakes and frauds that's cool. I didn't know he wrote a book. Jewel, Houdini has many books, apparently. That's cool. Now I know. I'm going to look up how he died real quick. Death. Who? Death. Houdini? 
cancer. Didn't he die doing a oh, trick? He, he died of a ruptured appendix. Fat oof. It says, in his final days, he believed that he would recover, but his mm -mm. last words before dying were reportedly, I'm tired of fighting. I do not want to fight anymore. You gotta get Very a surgery sad. for that you know, epidectomy. You gotta get that oh cut out. Oh my god, poor guy. That's really sad. Thanks for that depression, Joel. I'll add that to my list Oh, today. the reason why he's on BuzzFeed Unsolved is because there's speculation about how he got an abdomen injury that caused the ruptured appendix. There's speculation that this that a person struck him in the abdomen named jocelyn gordon whitehead this is the accounts of the witnesses um students of a college or something generally corroborated one another price said that whitehead asked huzidini if he believed in the miracles of the bible and whether it was true that punches in the stomach did not hurt him houdini offered a casual reply that his stomach could endure a lot whitehead then delivered some very hammer-like blows below the belt Houdini was reclining on the couch at the time, having broken his ankle while performing a trick several days earlier. Price said that Houdini winced at each blow and stopped Whitehead suddenly in the midst of a punch, gesturing that he had had enough, and added that he had no opportunity to prepare himself against the blows, as he did not expect Whitehead to strike him so suddenly and forcefully. Um, saying that with a broken ankle, he couldn't have risen in a better position to brace himself. Throughout the evening, Houdini... Uh, performed in great pain unable to sleep um when finally went to see a doctor had a fever and acute appendicitis it is unclear whether this incident caused houdini's eventual death and the relationship between blunt trauma and and the appendicitis is uncertain one theory suggests that houdini was unaware that he was suffering from appendicitis already and might have only become aware or it might have been aware had he not received blows to the abdomen all right, should we end this 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 episode? It's getting kind of long. Okay, <laughs> we're off subject a lot. Oh, okay. on that note, you'll have to start editing. That's true. All right, y'all. Thank you, everyone, for joining. This has been an episode of Girls vs. Ghouls. Follow us on Instagram at Girls vs. Ghouls, and follow us on YouTube at Girls vs. Ghouls for upcoming vlogs and adventures. We'll see you next week for another episode. Thanks and. Have a great one. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Girls versus ghouls. Cool.